0: Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey there Post Institute, this is Christy Saul, the co-founder, coming at you live. I hope everybody's having a fabulous evening and that you are ready for another episode of Post Daily Dose. The best little parenting show on the internet. Of course, I want to plug these two books or three books real quick. Brian's book from Fear to Love that you can pick up on promotion at lovebook.com. We have this incredible workbook that goes along with it, the Fear to Love workbook that was just completed recently. You can get the print version on Amazon. We have an e-book available on our website and hopefully in print coming very, very soon. I have somebody working on it because my attempts to make the needed adjustments failed. And so I figured it was just time to hire the experts. So hopefully we'll have feedback from our expert uh, helps me with these layouts very soon and get it over to the printer so we can get it in your hot little hands. Hey Mimi, it's awesome to see you and everybody else who's watching, anybody who wants to say hi, I love to say hi to y'all. Then we also have Brian's book, The Great Behavior Breakdown available at postinstitute.com as well as Amazon. And, just so you know, we have these two bundled together on the website where you can get them both for $10 each. I think that's probably, if you want both books, that's probably one of the best Deals in town for picking that up. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, uh, just to give a quick little plug, I had a very amazing conversation today with um, Stacy Gagnon, who hosts a podcast called Trauma for Breakfast. Um, I don't know exactly when it will air on their pod ch- podcast channel. But uh, Stacy asked me if we could talk about some of the things that nobody else wants to talk about. Like, how do I get so lucky? How do I get so lucky? Actually, I think it's really important for us to be able to get in and talk about um, hard things, hard things that happen on our families, um, things that a lot of people don't want to talk about, but they're right there staring us in the face. And so our conversation was about pornography, how it affects the brain, uh what's going on in terms of the trajectory of relationships um emotional connection and um uh, how concerned we are for our children in regards to all of that and so um it was definitely you know we got we got in deep quick and talked about some really important things and I look forward to being able to share that podcast with you Brian did a podcast with her a couple of months ago that was also incredible so Um, Trauma for Breakfast is their podcast channel name. I'm sure you can find that on um, Apple as well as Spotify and Anchor. And while you're there, you might as well check out Post Institute because we have new podcast channels in those locations as well. So we're expanding all of our um, social media as a way to try to connect with more people and get this message out uh, real quick, I'm going to read this. Brenda said, two books that had the greatest impact uh, on us as parents, but that supported us in understanding ourselves and finding the place to parent from love. Brenda, I am so thankful that the Post Institute and Brian's book have had such positive impacts in your parenting journey. Man, that's um, yeah, that's what it's all about. That's why we're here. That's why we do what we're doing. And I'm so glad to hear that it's been helpful. Um I should have copied it and I didn't and I don't have Facebook pulled up on my desktop and that means I can't read what was quoted yes what Rebecca wrote yesterday in the comments but it was so good I'll try to paraphrase it we were t- we we're going through um concepts of love and trying to kind of wrap our brain around what is love Last week we had a couple of post quotes and then we started diving into 1 Corinthians 13. And uh, as we were talking uh, last night, we were in the section of 1 Corinthians 13 that talks about love does not boast, I think. (laughs) Oh my gosh, my brain. And so let's see, let's see. I'm clicking around. Anyway, what she said that I thought was so important was that these ponderings about what love is and how, as we talk about it deeper, how very far away from love and the the concepts of love that are taught in 1 Corinthians 13 that everybody quotes all the time and yet how far away we are in our day in and day out from what's described in that scripture. Um, and um, what she said, I thought was really important. And I'm, I'm kind of multitasking. I apologize because some of my tabs got closed. Um, she said that she feels like a big reason that we've gotten so far away from it is all of the generational wounds, the historic generational wounds of rejection and abandonment and shaming and punishing and pushing people away when their behaviors are not uh, suited to what it is that we think that they should be, that over the generations of experiencing all of that rejection has put us in a position where we're just not as open and just not as transparent and just not as able to be vulnerable with each other as we were at much, much earlier times in life, much earlier times in creation. And uh, I thought, man, you know, that is so profound and so true because the wounds of abandonment and rejection and shaming and, and love that has been conditional, meaning love only received when you have certain achievements and certain behaviors, has really set us up as a culture to not really... Completely understand what it means to be walking in the spirit of love. And as a man, that is gold because we know that. I mean, we can see that for our children, but we miss the fact that this has impacted us too. You know, this is a generational, hundreds of generations. It took hundreds of generations to get to this place where we're so scared that. We're living in this place of being ultra-protected and ultra-guarded up to the point where that's the norm, to the point that when I read and talk about love is patient, and we think about how quickly we lose our patience, and so that means we're stepping into fear. When we think about love is kind, and yet it's just such a cultural prevalence that people spew their stress on one another, that we step into fear love does not envy because when we are envying others it means that we're not giving the full glory to where we've been planted and what we've been called to do in our lives and envy can also be an indicator that we're grieving what we thought life was going to be like and so when we're envying it just means that we're we're stepping into fear we're stepping out of love and we're stepping into a place of fear Um, love does not boast. It is not proud. We talked about that because when we're boasting and being prideful, it means that we're as humans taking on this place of of self-glorification and how quickly we can either put ourselves on a pedestal or others may put us on a pedestal and how quickly we can fall off that pedestal. It also, so it takes glory away from the almighty power of love and the powerful effects of love. And it also doesn't give all of the people who have helped you get wherever you are. I don't even, I was saying the other day, I was like, I don't even think I could actually thank every person who has had an, a positive impact on my life or who has helped me get to where I am. You know, think about all the years and all the different people who poured into me, teachers and friends and the parents of friends and people I knew in college and bosses and coworkers. And now I have like a network of thousands of people, thousands upon thousands of people who tell us that they're praying for the Post Institute and our mission. And so for me to be boastful or prideful about that, I mean, there's no way it could even happen if it wasn't for all of that. And I think that's true for everyone's life that we have to be able to notice and give honor and glory and respect to all the things that have all the things that have uh, accumulated together to help us be where it is that we are. Um <clears throat> love does not dishonor. We talked about that. How about how quick in our culture, how quick we are to dishonor one another and to even dishonor ourselves. Like the blueprints of dishonoring have become almost more pervasive than the blueprints of honoring. We're so quick to name call. We're so quick to even um, harshly judge ourselves. Call art our, like that you know, the language that we hear in our mind that's been planted by the voices of our past, calling ourselves stupid, calling ourselves dumb, calling ourselves failures, calling ourselves unworthy, all of these dishonoring things. And then I also, we talk about how so many of our children have experienced such high levels of dishonor, um, their souls being completely disregarded in the form of physical and sexual abuse people living in survival when you're living in survival it's really hard to honor the spirit of another person and to speak life into them when we are being dishonoring it just means that we're stepping into fear the other thing we talked about was that Honoring isn't always just about our language. It's also about our attitude and the position of our heart because a relationship and having an intimate relationship with somebody helps you know what you can say, what kind of language you can use with one another that's not considered offensive within the parameters of the relationship. So honoring one another is really about having an intimate an intimate knowledge, an intimate relationship. And out of that intimate relationship grows a specific way of relating that can be fun and also respectful. Um, and so today we come up to love is not self seeking. Love is not self seeking. So I actually had to go, like, okay, so, you know, you hear words, and that's part of the point of doing this this series and really, you know, meditating on it and pondering like, well, what does that really mean though? But what does that really mean? So, self-seeking is <clears throat> self-seeking according to what I am reading on this Good Life Holic WordPress blog. Self-seeking or pursuing only for oneself. The act of practicing of selfishly advancing one's own desire and goals. So it's really self-seeking is really about this ultra self-focus. And what I read between the lines of that is a disregard for others and a lack of concern for others. A lack of concern for how what I do to achieve the things I think I need to achieve and what I do to get there uh, who I heard along the way, whose head I step al- on along the way, whose information I plagiarize to get wherever I want to go. It doesn't matter because it's all about me. It's all about me. It's all about me. It's all about me. Now, <clears throat> love is not self-seeking. Here's something interesting. In any Back in the day, I've listened to a whole lot of materials about wealth building. In every wealth building uh, set of materials, books, audios, DVDs I've ever listened to, and there have been a lot of them, people who are self-seeking over the long term tend to plummet that if what you are offering is not good for the whole, it won't last it's not sustaining. It may sustain itself for one, two, maybe three, even four generations. But when you look at cultures other outside of the United States, when you look at ancient cultures, when they are talking about their, their business plans, their life plans, their life goals, we've got like a five-year, then we've got like a 10-year, then we start jumping into next generation, next generation, next generation. And so building things that are going to be sustained over multiple generations that are ultimately going to build the culture for good are things that are not self-seeking. Self-seeking growth is very limited. So it's interesting how some people speak of principles that really come straight from these biblical concepts. Love is not self-seeking. When we are in a place of self-seeking, when we are in a place where we are pursuing only for oneself and the active practice of selfishly advancing one's own desires, that simply means that we are not stepping in love and we are stepping in a place of fear. So these messages, let them be red flags. That's what this is about. So, you know, when, when I think about these principles, first of all, I just say to myself, God is love. So that way I don't have to get so tangled up in like religion. I can just, in my mind, I can say God equals love. Done. There. Then I can realize that these principles are speaking about love in the perfect form. And I'm only human, but it is definitely worthy. It's, a, it's a, a worthy and ambitious journey to make effort towards walking in love, knowing that love is ultimately healing. Love is not self-seeking. The other thing that came up for me as I was reading that was um, all this press about, um, so does that mean that love is not about loving ourselves. Like, how do we, where does self-care come in this? Where does self-love come in this? Self-love can be a real tangle if we're not careful. But I actually kind of went up and Googled, so what does the Bible have to say about self-love? And I realized that, uh, and this was just a super quick, that in Matthew and Mark and John and James and Leviticus and in Romans, in every one of those books of the bible it references love your neighbor as yourself so loving yourself is pretty important isn't it it's really hard to have love for your neighbor if you don't have love for yourself and it's also really hard to love yourself if you don't have some love for your neighbor like if we're hating on humanity and we're fed up with humans well remember you're one too. So we need a lot of grace. We need a lot of grace so that we can expand our tolerance for being fallible human beings out here doing the best we can. And as we think about all the things that we're learning about what love is, just let it be a red flag that when you're being impatient, you've stepped out of love and you've stepped into fear. When you're being unkind, you have stepped out of love and you have stepped into fear. When you are bragging, you have stepped out of love and you've stepped into fear. When you are being dishonoring, you have stepped out of love, and you have stepped into fear. When you are being self-seeking, you have stepped out of love and you've stepped into fear. Now, I want you to know that with every time I said you, I'm looking at myself in the video camera. Because this is, nobody is, nobody's beyond this. This is a big walk. And you are called to do big things. Big things in your family. Helping to shine light in darkness is the work of love warriors. And so I have so much appreciation for you. Um, I value the journey that you're on in creating healing in your family. We are here to pour love into you, to be supporters, to be encouragers, hopefully to be equippers so that you can go into your home and into your family and spend time with your kids and help them feel the love that you have for them if you've not already done so today. Set everything that you've been worried about aside. Everything you've been fussing about. Everything you've been fretting about. Everything you've been nagging about. Whatever. Just set it all aside. And any of those racing, worried, stressful thoughts, press pause. You can come back to all of that at any time. Spend time with your babies. 30 minutes to an hour. Let the love you have for them shine from your eyes. Take some deep breaths, get your energy straight. Remember how much you love them. Remember how adorable they are. Remember they are just children and it is our job to guide and love and to teach. Get your energy, get your vibration straight and go play with them. Build Legos, paint a picture, draw, color, create, lounge, relax, play catch with the ball, Whatever it looks like in your family, spend time together playing. Play is one of the most beautiful ways to build relationship and for your children to really feel the love you have for them. And remember what Brian tells us, in any given moment, we can act out of our blueprints of stress and fear and overwhelm, or we can take one to two to three deep breaths and we can choose love. Much love to you guys. I hope you have a blessed evening and we'll see you all tomorrow.